<laughs> and welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. Uh, I'm Jacques Howard, creator and host of the program. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. The segments and the off-air stuff, if you're watching on TV, which airs on Friday nights at 11 p.m. over WPHY um, through Verizon Fios in Mercer County, you can actually see some of the behind-the-scenes action, like when we switch out and we take pictures and things like that. But there's... um. There's always these great conversations, and, and you get a chance to, to kind of see how I am a little silly off of camera. And um, so my guest is um, from a performance that is going to take place at Pasix Theater that currently is taking place at Pasix Theater. And uh, we were playing around um, with um, the enunciation because I have very, I can kind of hear a little bit of Espanol, some Spanish, but I can't roll R's or any of those different things. So I do a pretty bad job, but I got Joanna Tolentino in and the name of the play is More San Neando. Good job. Yes, yes, I feel good. <laughs> I'm excited about that. My therapist is going to be happy. I'm smiling, so that's awesome. So, Joanna Tolentino, Moray San Miando. Good job. There you go, look at that. Yeah. So, um, my relationship with Passage Theater has, I've had a relationship with them for many, many years. And I'm supportive of not only the community theater, I think the building's awesome. Uh, June Ballinger and now Ryan Dominguez. And Damien and Staline and the whole staff over there are just wonderful, wonderful people. And and I really enjoyed the performances that a community theater brings. And um, when they told me about this performance, um, I kind of, I want to say I, I absolutely pulled back from it just because of the, the theme, uh, which is uh, domestic violence. And we hear so much more and more about domestic violence. And I just don't, I mean, as I get older, I just don't want to even, I don't, I don't want to believe that human beings do some of the things that we do. And so it, emotionally, it kind of plays with me a little bit. But um, I wanted to have you on to talk about the play and about the performance and about you. So let's start with that. Let's, let's talk about who Joanna Tolentino is and, and, and this performance. Um, okay, so yes, I play Paloma in Morir Soñando, and um, I play the mother who um, loves her children, loves and loves her children, loves her family, and is very devoted to her children and her family and her husband. But unfortunately, um, she suffers at the hands of her husband domestic violence, um, and she has to come to a decision in, in, in her life. Um, and of course, it's, I don't, it's not the best decision, but she ends up taking her husband's life. She felt trapped. She felt like she had nowhere to go. Um, and that's the decision that she came to in order to escape the violence that she was going through. And also um, mentally and physically and verbally, but also she became an abuser towards her daughter. Um, so that is the decision that she made in the storyline um, to take her husband's life in order to free herself and free her children. She ends up being in prison for 10 years. And then um, the story takes place in the memories of her daughter, Hennessy's um, flashbacks of when she, it happened, when you know her mother took her father's life um, all the way up to after Paloma gets out of jail to then 
just trying to rebuild a relationship mm-hmm. uh, that was broken when Hennessy was very, very young and also her brother. Um, so that's where the storyline takes place. And we're really seeing the story through Hennessy's eyes um, and triggers of these memories that bring her back to the past. Um, you know, one of the things that we talked about, whether it's tabletop or we're in the rehearsal process for the show, um, and reading the script with the playwright Erlina Ortiz, who is an amazing playwright, beautiful. She's not only a good friend of mine, but she is super talented. And I am so happy that this play was, you know, uh, taken up. Passage took it, took it over, and it's put it up on its feet. And then Ryan Dominguez, who is the director and has done a beautiful job guiding us as actors and um, the whole production. Mm-hmm. Um, the storyline, you know, we see it through Hennessy's eyes and the, the triggers that she goes through in the play that bring her back to the past, mm. the present, and the future, and trying to mend her relationship with her mother and with herself, the demons that she deals with, you know. Um, so it's it's a very intense story, but I believe that, like Arlina, the playwright who wrote it, it's a story that needs to be told. You know, um, I was at the uh, the panel discussion mm-hmm. um, for this performance, and um, I think when most people think about uh, domestic violence, they have in their mind what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, uh, the male figure um, causing abuse on the spouse, the female spouse, or mm-hmm. children, etc. But we all know that that's not always the case. There are um, a lot of opportunities where the roles are reversed. And uh, when I started like delving into that, I started saying, you know, abuse is in so many different forms. It's not a matter of someone beating on someone. It's the mental abuse. Um, you know, it's the sexual abuse, um, rape that occurs, you know, in, 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 in relationships and marriages, etc. And then the children having to deal with that on a constant basis. And then saying, okay, even if they transition from the home, bringing that baggage with them into another relationship. Cycle. The second and third generations of people we have who are trapped in a cycle and don't even know it. And just thinking, oh, I just picked the wrong person to be involved in a relationship with, not really understanding that it's a lot deeper than that. Yes, it is. So the performance, Morie San Niando, does it go into some of those backstories a bit? It does. It covers, I mean, with Hennessy's. I have to go back to the, the role of the character of Hennessy's. And also with Paloma, the, the character that I play, is, you know, the triggers that bring you back to, to, to the past of the violence. Mm-hmm. Um, but also how, and, and which is what I was trying to say before, is it's about healing, right? Mm-hmm. These triggers bring them back to the past, and they're very hurtful. But while they're in the present, it's it's also a way of helping them heal within themselves and within the relationships with each other. So, you know, um, we see this in the play as far as not only uh, uh, domestic abuse as far as hitting, but we see my character call her daughter ugly, you know, she calls her a lesbian because she, she cuts her hair off or she cuts her hair really short, calls her names, verbal abuse, mm-hmm. mental abuse, psychological abuse. Um, so, yeah, there are different types of abuse. And 
this show for me has also, I will, I have to say, I've been, I've been an actress on and off for almost 30 years. And I've done theater for about 12 years on and off. And now I'm focusing more on film and TV and I'm trying to get back into theater. Um, but this is the toughest role I have ever, ever played. And it's because I also dealt in my childhood from domestic abuse from my mother. So while we were in rehearsal, I had my moments where I had to stop and I broke down, you know, and I had to deal with that hurt and those triggers. Um, but I'm grateful, mm -hmm. you know, I'm grateful to have dealt with that. Um, I'm grateful to have gone through that because I've made my choice to break my, you know, to break the cycle. Not everybody does that because not everybody knows how to deal with it. You know, um, I made a decision very, very early on when I became a mom to my oldest daughter that I knew that I had to break the cycle and I sought therapy and I sought help, you know, not a perfect parent by, by any means, made a lot of mistakes. But one of the things that was always in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm not going to do to my girls, you know, what, what I went through. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. You know, I um, <clears throat> one of the privileges I have about doing um, this uh, radio and television stuff is that I get to meet such amazing people, mm -hmm. and I often get a chance to meet them when they're being very candid and open and honest. And I want to encourage you because it makes a huge difference. People do listen. Mm -hmm. When I'm out and about, people tell me, I heard your program. It meant something to me. Mm -hmm. I understand what they were going through. Right. So thank you for that. <laughs> and um, be encouraged. And also um, kudos. Because you. You, you're welcome. You, you publicly have stated that it's not going to continue. That's right. I'm going to make an action to break that chain mm -hmm. and to do something different. That's right. And I would assume that you, it's a constant evolution. Oh my as, goodness. As we all know. Yes. But but <clears throat> what you what you've done is that now you've you've allowed your child, your children, to get another opportunity, a true start. So um can you share contact information for the performance? Sure. Um Passage Theater. Um we're we have shows this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Mill Hill Playhouse. There you go. Um, the famous Mill, historic Mill Hill Play, Playhouse in uh, downtown Trenton. Quote me on the address. Um, okay. We don't need that. Everybody okay. should know the, where the Mill Hill Playhouse is. Right. Come That's on. Right. If you're in, you're from Trenton, you should know where that is. Um, we have a performance this Friday, 7.30 p.m. And uh, Saturday, we have two performances, a matinee and also an evening. And then Sunday, Mother's Day, we have a 3 o'clock show. And then the following weekend after that, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, so I have in the studio with me actress um, who is in theater. She's doing some film. Um, she's going to do some TV. We're going to encourage her. We're going to encourage you to connect with her on social media. Yes. We're going to start sharing pictures and her contact information. But I've got Joanna Tolentino from More Sognando, yes. which is performing at Mill Hill Theater, excuse me, Mill Hill Playhouse for Passage Theater. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show, and we'll be back after a short break. Yay.
And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, Trenton, the number's 365show, S-H-O-W, at gmail.com. I do answer the emails sometimes. It takes me a little while. If you have a show suggestion, you want to connect with me so you can connect with someone else who's been on the program, etc. That's a perfect way to do that. You can also find me on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Trenton365. In the studio with me is Joanna Tolentino from the play More San Niango, which is taking... I'm getting better at it. You are. You're doing a great job. <laughs> which is taking place at the Mill Hill Playhouse by Passage Theater, and you all know, if you listen to the program, how supportive I am of that organization and what they're doing for community theater and being a such a strong professional theater here in Trenton. So, Joanna, you touched a little bit on um, some of your background. Um, I, I want people to get the understanding of uh, how important this play is, but I don't want people to think that you, as an actor, an actor and actress, as a, pro- a professional, that you are pigeonholed to just do this. I want people to get the whole perspective of who you are and your talent. So let's share a bit about your background, some of the other performances that you've been a part of, some of the things that you're passionate about, and some forthcoming gigs. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. Um, well, I, I work in, uh, as an actress, I work on film, TV, and stage. Um, I haven't done stage in almost six years, going on seven years. The last production I did was in Philadelphia, the Buddy, the musical, uh, the Buddy Holly story mm-hmm. at the Walnut Street Theater. That was an amazing production with amazing cast and crew. Um, and I made a decision six, almost seven years ago, to um, kind of just step away from theater for from the theater world for a little while and focus more on film and TV. And it has been an unbelievable journey, um, and I love it. I like kind of balancing everything out, um, well-rounded, I guess. Um, let's see, TV, I worked three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, with uh, Russell Crowe on um, The Loudest Voice, okay. which is, um, he plays, uh, he portrays Roger Ailes, or Isles. Mm-hmm. Um, that airs next month on Showtime. So I'm in the last episode with him, and that was an unbelievable experience to work with such a master. Mm-hmm. The man is a beast. Mm-hmm. A beast. Um, so it was like being in a master's class, you know, master act- acting class with him. Um, last year I worked in Law and Order SVU, um, Gotham, which aired, the Gotham episode I was in aired this year, early this year, because this was Gotham's last season. <laughs> now, which episode? Because uh, my daughter, she's probably not listening, but she's a Gotham nut. Oh, yeah? And I was, Gothamite. Thank you. She's a Gothamite. I got to remember that. Maybe I'll go home and sound like a fool. <laughs> you know, you know where brownie points at that one. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. She's kind of tough. But, but she's a huge Gothamite um, and, and loves it. So what episode were you in? I believe the second episode. Yeah, episode two. So season two, second two? No, the last season. Season oh, five, which right. was this last season. Right, they season just, five. Episode, episode two. two. Yes. All right, and what was your character? I played the homeless middle-aged lady. Homeless middle-aged middle lady. lady. The, uh-huh. longest, the longest character name ever. <laughs> All right, cool. Yes. I'm, so I'm going to try to get some brownie points with Maddie. And say, Look, I know her. I know she's on the show. She's going to be like, yeah, all right, whatever, Dad. And just move on to something else. So what else do you have coming down the pipe? Well, right now I'm auditioning. Um, we're, my, my little team that represents me, which they're amazing, they're trying to get me out of the co-star box. 
and get me into the box of recurring in series regular roles for film and television. So that's the next step that we're taking as far as getting me in the door with casting directors and New York, LA for those roles, you know, that have more depth. Um, I've been blessed to work pretty consistently the past three and a half, almost four years in TV, mm -hmm. um, booking the co-star roles. And if one comes my way, I'm not gonna turn it down because work is work, but you have to be very careful not to be put in that box. And that's all you're thought of, you know, mm -hmm. of just playing the housekeeper, or the maid. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to give you that opportunity because um, the, the subject <clears throat> material for Moray Sanyando is so particular Ugh, that beautiful. I don't want people to, to think that this is the only thing that you can do. But, you know, you uh, educated me because, again, my Spanish is, is like that's not there, right? So what does that actually mean? <laughs> So Mauricio Ñando is a, comes from a Dominican drink that is made with orange juice and milk. Okay. I've had it. Not my favorite, but okay. A lot of people enjoy it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it also covers the storyline of Mauricio Ñando means to die in your sleep peacefully mm -hmm. or to die dreaming peacefully in your sleep. And that's what happens in the storyline when Paloma decides to take her husband's life. While he's sleeping. Well, well, I guess for his sake, it was probably better, but yeah, it is what it is. <clears throat> it is, is what she, it is, is exactly. His life. So I don't want you to give too, too much away about the performance. Um, um, and, and I would assume that it probably goes through such waves of emotions, where oh, there's my goodness. Like beauty yeah. and joy and yeah. love and everything. And then, Everything. It is a roller coaster of emotions. Like I said, the toughest role, not just because of my own healing process mm -hmm. with the material and my past, but it is really difficult. The transitions that we make, not just from lighting cues and music, and then there's video, there's documentary that they shot of my character that is also put on screens in the show um, when Paloma's in jail and of her son. Um, uh, Felix. Um, but the transitions that we all go through as actors in this play, from happy to sad to angry to crying to overjoyed to making jokes, it is when I'm done, when we're done, we have to go downstairs and decompress. It's, it's really, really tough. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have booked this role as an artist because it has given me the freedom to be and to work on material that I know in other, you know, even in film and TV, I hope I get the opportunity to portray a role like this, but they're not, there's not a lot of roles like this mm -hmm. for us. There really isn't. Um, so I was very happy to be a part of this because when I read the script, I said, this is a role that I have to play. I have to play. I was I was a little reluctant because of the subject matter. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I didn't know how I was going to deal with it emotionally. But I was like, you don't see roles like this. You Not for, pe not for us. Mm -hmm. Not for us. Mm -hmm. Not for people of color. Mm -hmm. There are not a lot of roles like this out here. You know, I want to jump in there, Joanna, because I think that is important. And I want to use this platform as an opportunity for the folks who aren't people of color mm -hmm. to understand what we are trying to do here. If you take all of the roadblocks and the um, how much was put in place for us not yes. to get to the place where we are now, 
to be able to be here, which is why we're almost like, yeah, we want to do more. We want to expose more. We want to tell you more exactly. because so much of what our voice... We have a voice. Yeah, yeah, because before, so much of our voice was silenced. Yeah. So can you talk about the importance of, of being a person of color, particularly a Latino Hispanic woman, in this media field that is dominated by people who are different than, than you are? Can you talk about the importance of what you're doing? It's, it's very important. I, again, we have a voice, and these stories need to be heard. Um, it is domestic abuse, yes, but it covers so many different types of abuse that a lot of people don't want to talk about, first of all, in our community. Therapy? Preach. Uh-uh. <laughs> I ain't going to therapy. What? We don't need that. One. Two. People, not only of color, but people outside of our community or in our community that are not people of color, I should say, um, need to see our struggles and how we deal with it. That not everybody decides to do these kinds of things because they're evil, because they're, they're, they, there's something wrong with them. Sometimes this is all they think that they have to get out. I really want you to drill down on that because I think that's also something else. I think it's easy for people who don't have a, a perspective yeah. of someone's life, whatever that life is, and just say, oh, well, why don't they just leave? Or yeah. why don't they just change? Why don't they just go to the police or go stay with some another family member, not realizing that a lot of those options sometimes aren't available? They're not available. And the psychological abuse that people go through when you're going through these types of domestic abuse, um, you really feel trapped you really feel like there's no other choice. It's either go, leave, run away. That's a great option. But then you're afraid for your life because that person might come and not only take your life, but take your children's life. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. happened over, <clears throat> excuse me, and over and over and over, unfortunately. Or they take that other person's life that's, that is the abuser and then they end up in jail. But that's their only way out, which is was Paloma's choice in this. And then, um, or they go and get help, psychological help, emotional help, or whatever, like they go to a place like Woman's Space, you know, which we have here in Trenton, which is an amazing organization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the emotional and psychological abuse that these, that, that we go through, when I say we, because I, I was a victim, I'm now a, not a victim, but you know, I'm a survivor, um, is intense. And it, 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 I have to go back to slavery, man. I gotta go back to that, being whipped being told you're no good, you're this, you're that, you start to believe it, mm -hmm. right? Same thing in a domestic abuse for people of color or people that are not of color, for people in general that are going through something like this. When you're being beaten, manipulated psychologically and emotionally and being told you're nothing and you're ugly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go get a job, I'm gonna kill you, you're worthless, you can't even get a job, over and over and over, you start to believe it. So the emotional and psychological abuse for a lot of people is so intense that sometimes the only thing that they could think about doing is something drastic like murder. So we've got um, just a couple of minutes left. And uh, I always try to end my segments and programs on, on a high note. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm going to be at one of the performances probably the closing weekend. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to uh, seeing you perform and your craft. Thank um, you. But you... 
you were hesitant to say that you're a survivor, and I'm not sure if you've got a word that you want to use, but I know that there's something that you want to tell the ladies, the men, and the women who are in this kind of a situation. What would you like to say to that? I mean, I, I, I guess I should say I am a survivor. I don't like, I sh let me rephrase that. I don't like to speak of myself as a victim. I don't like the word victim. Yes. I guess that's the best way for me to put it. Um, I like saying warrior. <laughs> I like using more of a warrior. I'm a warrior, which falls in there with survivor as well. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I will say this to the, the, the women or men, because there are men that are also being beaten by their spouses, by their female, whether it's a girlfriend or a wife. There's men that all, there, are, there are men out here that also go through this mm -hmm. as well. Um, if you're in a, in, a, in a relationship that you are being psychologically, emotionally, or physically, sexually abused, there is help out here. There are hotlines, there are people you could call, there are uh, organizations like Woman Space that you could go to and they could help you. There is help. Don't give up. Talk to someone. Call someone. Great. There is help. Excellent. Joanna Tolentino, thank you very much for coming on to the program. I look thank forward, you. You're welcome. I look forward to seeing you do your thing on stage. <laughs> yes. You've been listening and watching the Triton 365 show. Her Tuesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. I'm Jacques Howard. Have a great and fantastic night, friends.